0: and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, as always. And this week, I am so excited to be talking to my guest, Kara Harvey, author of The 15-Minute Formula, How Busy Moms Can Ditch the Overwhelm, Say Yes to What Actually Matters, and Conquer Their Goals. I don't know about you, but heck yes, sign me up. That all sounds amazing. So I'm ready to dive in and talk to Kara. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, Jesse, I am just super excited to dive in because I think it's a topic we as women need to be talking about. Oh, absolutely. I mean, productivity, that's nothing new, but I really think you know, books that I've read and things that I've dived into, I'm like, okay, a man wrote this mm-hmm. or like, okay, yeah. that's great. But like, what do I need to tweak or what do I need to change? Like there's things I need to move around to make it actually fit me. So when you guys reached out and was like this book's for mom's productivity, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Check the boxes, all the things. So first of all, congratulations. You're a brand new author. That's really, really cool. Yes. Thank you. And you know, that's actually how the book came
1: about was I was tired of trying to find books for my book club and searching productivity for moms. And everything was either like, I don't know, kind of looked like blog posts slapped together, or it was like hustle, grind, business. And I was like, what, what about us? Because it is different for moms. Like it is different. We have different Needs, we have different things we have to work on. And I think that the way that society has told us to approach productivity, it is a very masculine view and it doesn't leave into account life actually happening. And it's just, it's so incredibly shame based. And so finally, I kind of like threw my hands up in the air and was like, I think I'm going to write a book. And I tell you this because a lot of people have like write a book on their list. Never, that was not on my list. I literally said, I think I'm going to write a book. And this was in the middle of my summit last year. I said, it's not on my list this year. Um, so maybe after the summit, I'll start researching next year, what it would be like. Cause I have no idea how to write a book. And literally I said that on a Friday on a Monday, I got an email from one of my like online mentors that like, I don't actually know, you know, type of thing. And it was the subject line was, I want to help you write your book. And I was like, wait a minute here. Yes. Um, and it was Mike McAllowitz, who's author of like profit first clockwork. And then he's very familiar in the business space. And he was doing an in-person workshop, which happened to be. Uh, literally an hour from my house in the town my sister lives in. And it was something I was available to go to. So I thought, I-, I think I have to apply. I think this is a huge sign. So I applied and went. And then from idea in my brain to creation was nine months on the book. Oh, and wow. I, yeah, which I I don't realize all the time how fast that is until I talk to people and they do that. They're like, oh my gosh. Um, but because it was the time, it was the right time to do it. And I used all the principles that I teach in the book to do it. I, I didn't stay up late. I didn't wake up at four in the morning. I didn't hustle. And I wound up taking an entire month off during my writing process because my life was like kind of imploding personally. And I said, I just have to stop. And I was still able to get it done, which was just really cool to practice what I preach inside the book to actually write the book.
0: Yeah. That's a really cool, like all of these pieces coming together to make like a beautiful puzzle of this is in the book. This helped create the book. And I also think, you know, following that Timing. I think the universe and whatever we believe in, right? It's so funny how you'll have an idea and be like, not right now. And then it's like, well, here's here's stepping stone number one. Yep. Here's stepping stone number two. And and things just kind of start moving. So that's a beautiful story. I love how that came out. And I love the timing for this book. I know your launch got pushed a little bit with COVID and with sickness, but I I like where I'm talking to you in February and the The rush of New Year's has kind of died down a little bit. That excitement where we all get that like, I don't know, Monday mentality, right? Or that like New Year mentality kind of wanes a little bit. We're all like that burnout starting to hit. Some of our goals were kind of like, well, maybe not. That might have been, you know, a little leap for me. So I love that I'm talking to you now because your book is filled with solutions that combat that. And like you mentioned, getting away from like that, that shame based Mm -hmm. and, which, you know, we're all subject to are like the, the should goals, right? Like I should do this. And so I'm a huge fan of that. Um, with speaking with that. So something you talk about that I loved in your book was the idea of productivity and productivity for moms. Cause like we just said, a lot of it is based around hustle and timelines and people that don't have distractions that moms have Mm -hmm. like little children or, I mean, when we have kids, things just pop up that we are not planning on and we need to be able to live our life and work around those things and be able to still get our goals done. Right. So talk to me a little bit about productivity in your mind and how that works for you.
1: Yeah. I think that we need to shift the way we look at it. Uh, I call it priority-based productivity because when we think productivity, we think we just have to do right. We think accomplishments, we think going and Um, One of the things I teach in the book is called micro priorities, because again, here's where that shame based thing comes in, right? You see all these memes around that are like your why needs to be bigger than your excuses or like if you want it bad enough, you'll do it like blah, blah, blah. What's that? Are you on TikTok? You know, the ones like tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. That's what I hear in my head. Yes. Like that's just nonsense to me because um, if you were to talk to any mom and you were like, why do you want to accomplish this? And you keep asking why. Eventually you're going to get to my family, my kids, Mm -hmm. right? It's that's always the why. So when you're telling a mom, like, you don't want it bad enough. Your why is not strong enough. If it was just important to you, you would do it. You're essentially telling them they don't care about their kids enough. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. No, like, that's not the case. The case is I'm trying to manage and juggle a million things. And I'm trying to figure out how to make it work because things will keep popping up. And so what I encourage moms to do in the book is not just look at what's my top priority. Because again, they'd be like my kids. And then what right. happens? We just work on stuff for our kids. We just work on the day-to-day. We're trying to remember 100 days of school and the Valentine's Day. Like we're trying to do all that. And then all the other things that matter to us, like our personal goals or our home goals or our work goals or whatever, they always get pushed to the back burner because we're mom and we're supposed to do this. And so I actually encourage, instead of looking at like, hey, here's my big priority, Go and set up these micro priorities. Um, You could take a piece of paper, um, and I have a workbook that goes along with the book that that has this all laid out. If you're like, I don't want to use paper, but um, you just split up your categories. Split up your categories, split up the roles you play, and ask yourself for the next three months what do I want to accomplish? Like, what is the most important to me in this season, which I think is really key. A lot of times, and I'm glad you brought this up, Jesse, about like February. We make these massive goals in January, like the vision yeah. boards go, they're beautiful. We're so excited, but then life happens and it throws us off. And we often will make these big grand goals, not really based on our lives at the moment, but on what we think we're supposed to have. Like, of course I want to run a marathon. And of course I want to save all this money. And of course, like, why? Like, what does this make sense for you? And I think a lot about um, me, like I have three different kids that are three different schools. So we have like a Tetris of a calendar. Right. But my life is different from my friend who just had a baby. Like she just wants to pee, absolutely maybe shower. Like that's, that's the priority. And I think it's really key is before you decide what goals you're even going to work on is you start with this vision of what season am I in? And what makes sense for me now? And sometimes people will say to me, but you know, if I don't go after these big goals, like isn't it being pessimistic or I'm like, you know, like truncating what I should be doing? No, it's being realistic. And it's not saying I'm not gonna do it. It's saying, does this make sense right now for me? Yeah. Um and I, you know, I think right now, so quarter one is always the busiest for me. I have my summit that comes up, it's like the biggest work event. Um, and now toss a book in there, right? So quarter one workwise is bananas, you know, and then I got COVID along the way. So I'm just like. I got to get through it, right? We're getting through right now. And because I know this, it does not make sense for me to put some massive personal and home goals on my plate and old care yeah. would. Be, it's not reorganize your
0: whole no. house and get systems going time, right? Not right
1: now. Not right no. now. You know, but what do we do? We do it anyway, because if not, we feel like we're behind. If yeah, not, because everyone's like doing it failing. in January. Yes. Right. yes. And I
0: have to measure myself. Oh, yes, exactly. But
1: instead, what I said to myself was, hey all right. And I talk to myself all the time. So I'm just always like, "Carrie, what's going on right now? And what's going on is that quarter one is going to be, I'm going to be working more hours. I'm going to have a lot more responsibilities to be doing with the book. We're traveling a little bit for a book tour. It's like, I know that I need self-care goals because if not, I'm going to start to fall apart. And I know that I need some family goals because if not, I'm going to bury myself in work and not be intentional with my family. Besides that, I'm staring right now at a closet that needs some decluttering. I'll do that later. I'll do it later because I don't want to put the pressure on myself to perform perfectly or I'm failing. And again, it's not like I'm never going to get to the closet. I put on my plan after my events end for quarter two, that's when I'm going to work on my home projects because I'm going to give myself space to slow down at work. It's intentionality about what you need in your season, not beating yourself up for not measuring up to that person you see on Instagram and their pretty vision
0: board and what they want to accomplish. Absolutely. I love what you're saying about seasons too. And I think you're breaking seasons down farther than most of us do. I think as moms, we get locked into like, there's the pregnancy season, the newborn season, there's like little kids season, elementary kids season and grown kids season. And we break it down into like these big, huge life seasons yep. But you are, what I'm understanding is breaking that down almost by actual like seasons. Yes. And I like to tell people, so one thing I'm
1: going to say before we even start permission granted to get off the calendar. Like we get married to that calendar, right? We're like, but it's January 1st, but it's Monday, but the quarter, like I I teach quarterly goal planning, right? And I'll have a lot of people be like, all right, I'll work with you next quarter. No, 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 it's a calendar. It's not your life. You decide you want your 12 weeks to start whenever your 12 weeks start for you. So permission granted to everyone listening. I don't care if today is Wednesday or Friday or the middle of the month it's just a calendar and you are allowed to change it. So we're going to throw that out there before we like even go into the seasons. But yes, you could look at winter, summer, spring, and fall. That's like the most basic way to look at it. If you're new to this and you're like, I'm not really sure. You could also look at life seasons. You could also look at what season is this month right now. Like the example I gave, yes, it was quarter one because I just, that's what works for me, but it could be, you know, this, Two months in the summer, or the one month where you know you're going on a family vacation. Um, yeah. And I think that's really important because, again, yeah, we look, we make everything too big and we don't give ourselves enough urgency. And that's why you say you're going to read 50 books a year and then you don't read anything. And then all of a sudden it's October and you're like, crud, my Goodreads tells <laughs> read me lot. I need to read a lot of books right now. So what do we do? We say, I'll worry about it next year. When you give yourself this urgency that you've decided, you actually will accomplish more because you've given yourself a smaller deadline. But what's key there is also making sure the goal, the amount of goals and the types of goals are realistic. And then they're also aligned with, um, I guess, these little mini seasons that I teach within the season, which is like super meta. But I just think it's it's a game changer when it comes to planning.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And a season that I'm actually thinking of is just the month of May. I've seen, you know, we're not even close to it yet, but I'm already getting worried. May is like December for mm. moms. Mm. It's the end of school. All the spring sports are starting. Like, I feel like we live in our car. I saw someone joke last year that it was called December instead of like December. <laughs> oh. And I was like, I relate to that so much. And so I'm thinking ahead already as you're saying this, like, okay, May for me, then if my kids are in XYZ, I've got all these end of year things that maybe shouldn't be launch month for a new yes. product or maybe yes. shouldn't it be. So yeah, like, wow, there's a lot of like power in, in kind of looking ahead and in kind of knowing those things. So I've already got my will spinning for, okay, May, I know what, what that season is.
1: Yeah. Well, let's take it a step further too, because when you make this vision and it's, it's intentionality, I teach this, this concept. It's really like, for me, intentionality and grace. Like, I think you marry those two things together. You end the day, not throwing your hands in the air saying, I don't know what happened and whatever. I'll try again tomorrow. You're like, whoa, I did my best let's go. And that's, what's more important. So you're saying may, right. You're like, and I was actually just having this conversation with a friend because we were talking about spring sports and I was trying to plan on my daughter's girl scout leader. So right now it's cookie season too, So I'm, I'm all over the place. So we were talking about (laughs) spring sports, trying to match things up camp, all that. And, uh, what I would say is if, you know, may is going to be that seat where you're traveling or, you know, all the sports or whatever, look into April and ask yourself, what can I do in April to set up may for myself. So maybe April is when you decide to plan out how you're going to do some freezer cooking and you get, you know, like 10 meals, you do it on a weekend and you prep them and you put them in so that you can just toss stuff in the crock pot on sports nights and you don't have to worry about it. Right. If you know that, um, you might have extra expenses, right? The pictures come up, the equipment, all that stuff. Okay, well, maybe we start in March with a sinking fund, or we start a a no spend month on these things. So we have the money. So it's there. Those conversations start early. And when you can be intentional, what it does is it allows you to kind of leisurely go into things, and it gives you buffer. And this is one of the keys that I teach that not enough people are doing. And people are like, how do you teach productivity? I'm like, by doing less. I actually recommend you put less on your plate, but extend the amount of time you do it to give yourself buffer. And I say this, like, that's what happened with the book. Like in June, I went up like leaving the church. I was out for six years. My grandmother passed away. My husband was having heart problems. Like literally life imploded for me. Right. Like I was like, what is happening? So I, I didn't write, I I started the book. I stopped, but I had given myself enough buffer time. So I said, I'm not going to do it seven days a week. I don't ever recommend anyone do anything. Seven. I think five is beautiful. I know like 21 days make a habit, but (laughs) I don't know. I'm not perfect. I also get tired. And maybe I don't feel like loading my dishes every night. So I'm not going to shame myself because I miss a day because life happens. So if you know this and you start planning out things with maybe only doing them three weeks out of four or five days out of seven, you give yourself buffer for life to happen. You're not wanting to work on it and it's not stressful. So instead of saying, oh, crud, sports start next week. I really wanted to prepare for the meals. I got to go to Pinterest, spend all this time. 15 minutes a day. Just start early. Spend 15 minutes researching one week. Um, I teach a concept called like learn, plan, do, like go into this learn phase of like, okay. in what did I say? Okay. So March, I'm just going to learn about freezer cooking. Maybe I'll like watch some YouTube videos. I'll pin some stuff. up. I'm just going to get my wheels turning because we don't know what we don't know until we know it. Right. And then in April, I'll start planning out the recipes or, you know, like make a Trello board, order my Instacart. And then early May, I'll bag everything up. how so, you, know, you gave yourself that space for life to happen so that it's not feeling like rushing and jamming things in all the time.
0: Yes. Oh, just even like the response, my body's having listening to you with that rush, you know, you feel tight and you're like, crap, 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 gotta go, gotta go. And your cortisol and your adrenaline, everything is running with the plan that you have laid out. I'm like, Oh, that seems very like flowy and very, very nice. I want to be a part of that. And it works for people who don't
1: like the structure of routines. Like people will say like, Oh no, no. Like I, I know my personality, like I'm very type A. Like I love a routine. Like I know me, but I also know that not everyone is me. And so I know that some people who have tried routines before struggle with it because they think it's too structured. The way I teach it, it's not about the structure. It's about self-created urgency that will give you freedom during the moment. Like I want everyone to imagine that lightness as you go into the holiday season, as you go into September, when school, like going into those things can feel light if you give yourself space for the kid to get sick, the dog have to go into the vet. You know what I mean? Like I literally lost two weeks of my life almost to COVID, but I had a buffer in there. Like I batched all my work. So all the emails were written that I could just rest and take care of myself without feeling guilty about all the things I was supposed to do. And that is the freedom I want for moms.
0: Yes. Well, and I think you hit it on the head right there without feeling guilty. And that's where this is different from, you know, circling back to where we started with the, you know, your why is not big enough or earn your shower or all of yep, these yep. like things like this, where that grace and that compassion comes in, but you give yourself so much more when you give yourself that, that time buffer. And so I'm just here for it. And I'm opposite. I am routine resistant. I am one of those who's like, no, 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 no. Don't tie me down as I've gotten older. And as I've put more things into place, I wouldn't say I'm super into routines, but I definitely see that benefit of intentionality of looking ahead and reversing back and kind of planning where it's not structured and rigid. I can't do it. I feel very tied down and very restricted. So I, I relate to your moms that do that, but there actually is so much freedom in giving yourself kind of this framework a little bit framework instead of like a a rigid routine
1: use the word rhythm that's the one I give to moms for like struggle I say just start calling it your morning rhythm instead mentally um okay now I feel like I can just go on this one but like there is (laughs) you might have some sort of mental block with the word routine and I would encourage you to like journal that out like what is that limiting belief like where does that come from and like what block is that so instead retrain your brain around that word and reclaim it for what works for you this is my rhythm And then you can start getting into it. And then saying an affirmation, I get up in the morning, like we are working on our morning rhythm to give ourselves freedom throughout the day. And just use those words that you like. And you can actually like retrain your brain into enjoying the routine or rhythm of it all instead of being super resistant.
0: Awesome. I love that. And that's actually a perfect segue into what I wanted to ask you next was about words. And you've married the idea of words with your seasons. So the idea of coming up with a word for the year is nothing new. I feel like that's kind of been trendy the last 4 or 5 years where, you know, people have straight away from like a big huge resolution and come up with a word of the year. But even that feels big. A whole year, that's a lot. A lot can happen. Like you said, you wrote a book in 9 months. So like a lot can happen in yeah. a year. So the idea of a word for your season, and then you were just saying with me, journal about it, create affirmations around it. Is that something that you recommend doing with your seasons as well as you're going into that planning phase for the next season? Yeah,
1: sure. I mean, that's exactly what happened was I was doing this word of the year with the moms I work with and we would get on our calls. We do like a monthly reflection call together in my membership. And they would be this, we do a reflection on our word of the year. And I'd hear the same thing over and over again. Like, uh, I'm not really sticking with my word. It's too big. Like I'm not vibing with it anymore. And they were feeling like they were failing because they weren't sticking with their year. And I said, okay, so let's reclaim this process. And so I actually encourage, if that is like not where you're at, bring it down to the word of your season. Again, literally could be calendar season or the season we talked about like spring sports season, or it could even be a word of the month if that's where you want to start. And the point of the word is to anchor your decisions, to anchor your thinking and to grow in that one area. So last year, for example, my word for most of the year was impact. And so I would ask myself questions of like, well, how can I be most impactful? So going back to the micro priority chart in the very beginning, you know, you, maybe you've broken down your roles, you write all the, you know, places you have to be and all those things. Ask yourself through this word that you've chosen, how can I show up blank for this word? So I would say like, how can I show up impactfully for my family? How can I show up impactfully for my finances? And at the beginning of the month, um, let's use a word of the month example for this one. At the beginning of the month, pick your word, how you want to feel based on your season, based on what you have going on, right? Um, maybe in, you know, it's baseball season and you're like, well, you know, I don't think like rest really makes sense for me for this word, right? So maybe instead my word is just um, intentional because you know you have to be intentional about all the stuff you have to do or prepared could be your word or whatever you decided to be. How could I show up in this way for this category? So making it the micro priority. This creates this vision for yourself and it actually allows your brain to get on board. What's really cool about, um, like we have this part of our brain called the reticular activating system and it's like our vision center. And it actually can't see where we're going unless we help it create that plan. So if you do this vision, your brain will start to get on board and be like, okay, this is where we're going. Like Like the book example. I never had an idea to write a book. All of a sudden I said, I want to write a book. And my brain is like, opportunity, opportunity. Where that email, it could have come through. And if that idea wasn't in my brain, I wouldn't even glance at it twice, right? And so this goes with the vision. So you pick your word, you go through your categories, you write down how you want to show up. So for me, I was like, if I was to show up impactfully in my family, I would have like one date night a month with like, there's four people in my family besides me, right, with everybody in my family. That feels impactful to me. Um, Maybe we do like family Bible studies or something like that, like whatever it is for you. So now I've got my vision. I know what I'm kind of shooting for for that month, but I'm going to take it a little bit further. I have my vision and I want you to check in with it. It's not something we ever do. I mean, I'm sure if you're listening now, if you made a vision board for this year, do you know where it is? What it looks like? Have you looked at it? Okay. So go check in every Sunday and ask yourselves, have I shown up for this work? Even if you don't show up in the way that in the beginning of the quarter or the month, you said you wanted to show up. It's not about that. Honestly, the whole thing isn't even about achieving your goals. It's about the person you become and consistently showing up for yourself. Like that's really what it's about. Like, I know it's like super cliche and like cheesy, but like, it's about the journey, right? Not the destination, but it is like, but it real, it, re- I think when you can retrain your brain around goals that way, like, it, like I ran a 10 mile race last year and I used to be a runner. And then I like, you know, had kids gained a bunch much weight. I'm old. Right. So I'm like, let me try this again. It did not go very well. I finished, I finished. Right. But I was like, Oh my gosh, And it wasn't about me winning some sort of race. It was about me showing up for myself. So again, if you check in every week and you're like, oh, I said I was going to do those things. You keep working on it. You keep reminding yourself. But take it even further. Really embrace it. So what I recommend people do with their word is you come up with some affirmations or scriptures or whatever you want to do around the word. And you say them to yourself. And I'm not a huge fan of these like big grandiose affirmations of like, I'm a millionaire. Like I'm a marathon runner because our brains do not believe it. Like our brain's job is to keep us safe and so we say these things and our brain's like, nah, like I'm good, right? Like it's too far. It's too far from where we're at. So instead, I like these in-progress affirmations. So going back to the word of impactful, like, like I am working to be more impactful with my family. I am working to be more intentional about the time I spend with them. I am working on. And you start to do that. And, and that's what I did with like the book, right? I left that book thing and Mike's like, say every day, like I am an author. And I was like, I don't believe that. And so I was like, I am going to become an author. I am working to become an author. Now, if you ask me what I do, I'm an author. I believe it. And that's because I got my brain on board. So marry your affirmation with your word. And then there's so many other things you could do. You can find a podcast. Like if you just go to the podcast app, search your word. What is the word? Intentional. Okay, look, look at all these things. Positive. I wonder, you know what I mean? Positive. What podcast will come up? Start listening to those podcasts that are around your word. Find a book that's around your word. Take a course, like immerse yourself in this word and start to, just feel what it's like to become that adjective and that person. And then at the end of the month, quarter, year, season, whatever, if you want to change your word, you can change your word. Um, and you can allow yourself and give yourself the permission to be flexible with what that process looks like. And it's just a really cool way of taking this concept that I think is can be very surface level because people are like, oh yeah, I picked my word. Oh yeah. yeah. Pick, how many people pick their word? but are you living your word? Are you showing up for your word? Have you created a vision of that person? And are you working to become that person? And if you're constantly checking in, you're gonna get to the end of the month and be like, you know, I didn't do like these things on my list, but I did do this and I did show up for myself. And what that does for us particularly as moms is it builds the confidence because what I have found is it's not that we don't want our goals. It's that we've la- we've lost confidence in believing we can achieve them because we failed over and over again. And the voice in our head tells us that we can't do it. And so that's why I love this 15 minute concept that I teach, because it's literally showing up for yourself. Not every day, perfectly five days a week, 15 minutes at a time. By the end of the month, you're like, I read a whole book. How the heck did that happen? I haven't done that in forever. And you start to believe, that you can become this person you want to be. And and the journey I've seen this work, you know, with like thousands of students in my program, I see the journey from start to where they get. And it, they're like, I'm a different person. And it's not that they're doing, you know, these incredible, I mean, some of them are doing amazing, incredible things, but it's like, I show up patiently for my, my kids. Now yeah. I go take a walk for myself every day. Like
0: that is the win that I want moms to anchor into. Yeah. And it's those little things that are actually so huge. Like being that mom, if you're the one who's like so overwhelmed that you're just like snapping, losing it at everything so that when you're at the, not the end, but you get to a point where you're like, I react really calm and I feel really chill in my house. Like that is a huge, huge win. And what I'm loving about what you're saying so much is it's putting so much support around you. Like the little download I got, as you were talking with support versus shame. Mm-hmm. You know, like that hustle culture, that go, 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 that find your why, that no excuses. That's all shame. Yeah. And the way that you've got this, that we've been talking about is so much support. And I'm like here for it. Yeah. So here for it. You know, we are like scratching the surface here. And I feel like I could just talk to you for three hours, I know, <laughs> but again, we don't have time for that. We have 15 minutes, yep. right? Yep. So Kara, your book just came out. Where can they find it? Where can they find you? Where can they dive more into this idea of 15 minute productivity? All of the things. Cause I want to push everyone over to you and they can yeah. talk to you for three hours. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Yes, I know. I feel like I start like geeking out on this and I'm like, okay, we get it. in, Right. Um, Well, if you want to get the book, it's over on Amazon. Just search the 15 minute formula. It's also at barnesandnoble.com at the moment, which is very exciting. Um, And if you're in the Philadelphia area on March 12th, I'm hosting a book signing in person. Um, But Instagram is also my favorite platform. I'm at a purpose driven mom. And my podcast is the purpose driven mom show. I do also have that workbook I mentioned um, that you don't need to even buy the book to get the workbook. It has a list in there of 100 sample words of the season. So if you're like, I don't know what to pick for a word, go get that workbook and it'll give you some really good ideas. That's over at the 15minuteformula.com slash free. And I think the book is all like, everything's linked up there too. But the workbook itself is um, a really good accompaniment to the book, but it's really good to just get you started thinking on some of these things we're talking about.
0: That is awesome. And all of those are linked in the show notes. So you guys can just click on over and get whatever it is that you need. That's best going to support you. Kara, I'm so happy we were able to connect. This has been such a life-giving conversation and just so light and freeing. And I hope that you listening got that same vibe because I feel really good. I feel ready to go and conquer things, but in like a free and calm and peaceful way. So thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. This was a really fun chat.
0: Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie. And I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.